Hey friends, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. This week's sermon is about being called by God. I know when God called me into ministry, my thought was not, here am I, Lord. It was more like, um, I'm not good enough to do this, God. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. Our scripture reading that I'm sharing with you now is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Many of the words, or may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. There was a young woman who, despite being baptized as an infant in the same church where her parents were married, hardly ever attended church. And when she did, it was usually with her grandmother. On special holidays like Easter and Christmas, the rest of her family might attend also. But when she was 15, she began going to church every Sunday with her grandmother but never truly grasped the whole concept of what it meant to be a Christian. As many people do, usually in their teen years, she made some mistakes, some really big ones, in fact. She had her first child when she was 17, and shortly thereafter, she felt a tug on her heart, and she sat down with the minister from the church and made the conscious decision to accept Christ as her Savior and to join the church. 
And in that process, she also had her son baptized. When she talked to her mother about this decision to join the church, her parents and siblings also moved their um, membership to this new church. But they still didn't attend church on that regular basis. However, the young woman did. She continued to attend every single Sunday. And a few months later, after joining the church, she married her high school boyfriend. But something in him had changed. It didn't take long to see those changes in him as he became very demanding, abusive, and cruel. She gave birth two years later to her next child, a little girl. But things only got worse, and the marriage then ended in divorce. Her church family showed her compassion and love and concern over her situation. But the biggest thing they showed her was the love of Christ. Life continued on, and she married again, had another child, but once again, the relationship was abusive. And after being almost killed by her husband, she divorced him. Through it all, she and her children continued to attend church every Sunday. During this time, she felt different tugs upon her heart and upon her life. She joined choirs. She sang solos. She became a regular liturgist on Sunday mornings and even taught a few Sunday school classes, including the pre-K kindergarten kids, all of which she had never, ever imagined doing in her life. Her life was very difficult as a single mother of three, filled with many ups and downs. Several years passed, and one day she met the man who would treat her better than she could ever imagine. And after several years together, they were married. And a year later, she received a call she had never expected to receive. This call came on a Sunday morning as she was on her way to church. She felt a strong nudge to change the radio station. So she, she just pressed the scan button. And the car radio landed on a Christian station. A song immediately began to play, and the woman heard the words of the song that seemed to be like the story of her life. She broke down, <laughs> as you can imagine. Pulled over to the side of the road, and through her tears, she asked God for understanding of what he was trying to tell her. And she visibly or physically heard God say, wait. She dried her tears. She went on to church and never told a soul what had happened until later. She continued to wait while listening for God to speak. And a couple weeks later, he did just that. She felt another nudge to attend a musical event, event at her church. And so she attended. And halfway through the event, she felt the presence of God envelop her. 
and heard a whisper in her ear. Afterwards, she approached her pastor and told him through her tears that she believed God was calling her into ministry. (laughs) He looked at her and he said, well, it's about time you heard that call. I've known all along that God was calling you to this. This morning, we've already heard a couple of different call stories about being called by God. And we're going to hear a few more. But when we look at what the psalmist wrote this morning as we prayed through that scripture, the psalmist wrote that no one could ever compare to the Lord. That the Lord did not desire sacrifices or offerings, but had instead opened the ears of the psalmist, causing him to write, Here I am. I desire to do your will. I proclaim your saving acts. I do not seal my lips. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. After being saved and pulled from the muck and the mire by the Lord, the psalmist fulfills the call on his own heart by God and does not hold back in proclaiming God's goodness. The call of Samuel has always been one of my favorites. Samuel, who was quite young when God called out to him, was an apprentice to Eli in the temple. And if you know the whole story, his mother dedicated to him as a young child because God had finally opened her womb and given her a child. So he lived in the temple with Eli. And it was in a time that God just didn't speak much. He had not spoken directly to the people for a very long time, in fact. And Samuel heard his name as he was lying down to sleep. And so he assumed it was just Eli calling out to him. Three times. And then Eli has that little click. Maybe it's the Lord calling you. It must be God calling So if you hear it again, respond by saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel did so, and God gave him some very difficult words to deliver to Eli. But because Samuel trusted God and delivered those words to Eli, God continued to speak through Samuel. There are many different call stories throughout scriptures that come to mind. When Moses was middle-aged, God called him through a burning bush. Moses, of course, tried everything he could come up with, every excuse in the book, to not do what God was calling him to do. But, what if they won't listen to me? But, what if I can't get the words out right? But what if they ask who sent me? Excuse after excuse was made. But God convinces Moses 
that God would equip him with the words and the ability to do the tasks ahead of him. When Jeremiah was a mere boy, he told God he was too young to do what God was calling him to do. Yet God told Jeremiah that he was not too young and said to him, I have put my words in your mouth. Jeremiah did not have to know what to say or how to say it because God promised that he would give Jeremiah the words to speak and that no matter where he went, God would be with him. And then there's the call and the answer in Isaiah chapter 6 where we find the following in verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the king the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. Isaiah's call and answer reminds us that we, like Isaiah, are all sinners. But God can still call us and use us. It also reminds us that when we, in, when we are given the opportunity to serve our God, we should do so enthusiastically, not reluctantly. And we should not make excuses as to why we should not be able to do what God is calling us to do. Because if God calls us to do something, he will equip us to give us the ability to do whatever it may be. When we turn to the New Testament, we find even more call stories. One of my favorites is when Saul is called, stopped on the road, and told to stop persecuting the followers of the way and instead to join them. And of course, he's blinded and then healed, and so he does so wholeheartedly and with passion and enthusiasm. But even before that, Jesus called each of his disciples 
While I was writing this message the other night, I, I once again watched season one of The Chosen. Now those of you that have seen the show will probably know exactly the scene that I'm going to refer to, which is found in episode four, which comes also from the Gospel of Luke, chapter five, verses one through 11, which reads, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. As he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at, at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. And then, of course, there's the call of Matthew sitting in his tax booth with his Roman guard standing watch. And as Jesus passes, he stops. He turns and looks at Matthew and says, Matthew, follow me. Matthew got up and followed him. In all of these cases, God called. The called heard his voice, and they did as they were called to do. God calls the unlikely, the young, the old, and everything in between. Sometimes God's call may not make sense. It may feel like the opposite of what we have always done before or the opposite of what we think we should be doing. It could bring ridicule or persecution. It can be hard to hear. It could be just a small nudge, a quiet voice, or a loud, booming voice. God doesn't look at our age, our abilities that we have, or our shortcomings. He looks beyond all that. God does not call the equipped He equips the called. The disciples didn't start out as disciples. Those very first disciples were fishermen by trade. 
Jesus encountered them along the shore, the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and each of those Gospels include a varying version of this story, some more detailed than others. But they have a main point, and that is that they were called by Jesus to leave everything behind, everything they knew, everything they had ever done before, to follow him. Jesus invited them to join him, to leave behind their nets, their boats, their families, and to follow him, to learn from him. And instead of fish, they would be fishing for people. As we read or hear the various versions of the calling of the disciples, we too can hear ourselves being called, called by God to feel led by the Holy Spirit to join this group of followers, to leave everything we have behind, to forget our past and to cling to the call that Jesus places on our hearts and on our lives. We are called to bring others to Christ, to share our stories of coming to our faith, to demonstrate our love for all of God's people. God places this call upon our lives and upon our hearts for a purpose. Each person's calling is a little different, unique, simple, or complex. But if we allow ourselves to hear God's call and to follow Jesus, no matter what that call may bring, we are proving our faith in Christ. Isaiah's calling, the dream he had, the vision of God sitting before him on a throne, hearing God say, whom shall I send, and responding by saying, here I am, send me. All of this reminds me of my calling. And if you are wondering, the story at the very beginning of this message is a true story of a call to follow Jesus. And I can assure you it's true because it's a, condi a condensed version of my story, my call. God called me through a song on the radio, <laughs> through my openness to feel and respond to his nudges and to hear him speak, to audibly hear his voice. And yes, I had a few, but God moments. Just like Jeremiah, I faced my own fears of speaking in public. And like Paul, I faced those that knew the old me. Like Isaiah, I had a dream. But I heard his voice ask me who he could send. And I replied, here I am, Lord. Send me. God has been through it all with me, protecting me, loving me, carrying me, 
changing me. Helping me through those bad situations and blessing me with my husband, Fred. Placing the call of ministering to others on my heart. God has led me to this point. And because I heard his voice, and because I answered his call, God has brought me here to you. And truth be told, to this day, I cannot make it through our closing hymn without remembering the first time I sang it and heard God's words ringing in my ear. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I've heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart. God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our Savior, are calling out to all of us. You are being called by God to do great things in his name. Can you hear them calling out to you? Can you hear him say your name? Answer that call because you'll be glad that you did. Let us pray. Father, we want to hear your voice, to hear the call upon our lives, no matter what that call may be. Help us, Lord, to respond without excuses, but with a resounding, here I am, Lord, send me. Call us, equip us, and send us forth to do your will, to be your hands and your feet in this world today and always. For it is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.